It's with indoor cycling, it's with Pilates, we're seeing it with yoga. Even the creator of Total Gym now has a new franchise with a new boutique studio, uh, these Gravity Studios. And in all of these places, when you do it right, you feel like you're a part of something. Not just you belong as a member, but you belong as a feeling. You connect with other people. And I think you have to really understand what you're about. And again, that goes to, so read Simon Sinek, start with why. What is your why? Because you can't be something to everyone. And then you figure out if this is a tribe that you want to lead and people will come to you. This is Amy, the Senior Group Fitness Instructor at the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. Are you looking for a spark of inspiration to bring to your next class? Find us at IndoorCycleInstructor.com. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. I'm John McGowan, and as always, you can reach me, John, at IndoorCycleInstructor.com. It's fitting, I'm recording this the day after Mother's Day, uh, that I would have someone who's been very influential in helping mothers get fit. Lisa Druxman created Stroller Strides back in 2001 and the Fit for Mom program. She's joining me to talk about, well, a little bit about her business, but also about an article she wrote in the most recent Idea magazine around creating a tribe around your fitness business. So Lisa, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me. What was your inspiration to start Well, what was first called Stroller Strides? Well, it was just kind of one of those aha moments. I had been in the fitness industry for a decade at the time. I was a new mom and I knew there must be a way to blend my passion for fitness with motherhood. Um, seemed kind of obvious to me that all moms want to get back in shape and I knew with my background that I could help them with that. But I needed so much as a new mom. I needed a connection and support, and I had questions about everything from breastfeeding to sleeping. So I decided to start a stroller-based workout where moms could work out together and really gain that village they were looking for. Awesome. And and I'm just reading here that you have fifth, or excuse me, 1,300 locations. Yeah, and you're probably, now? it is probably closer to 1,500 locations across the country. We're in 44 states. Um, and then as my kids grew, so did the business. So we now are not only stroller strides, but we also have Fit for Baby, which is our prenatal pro- program, and Body Back, which is our program for moms of any stage of motherhood, whether you had a baby two years ago or 20 years ago. And you want your body back. And you want your body back. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, this is a franchise of business, I, as I'm reading here. I mean, so yeah. someone can start one of these in their community. I felt so incredibly blessed after the first year, two years of running the business to have this career opportunity that was supportive of motherhood. It really was a turnkey business where I could have my baby with me. I felt great about what I was doing and contributing to the community. And I realized there's no reason why other women couldn't do the same. So we decided to franchise the business. I didn't want it to be, you know, one of those six figure big investment franchises, you know, that you usually think of with franchising. I wanted it to be a very low cost turnkey business opportunity so that more moms had the opportunity to stay at home with their kids and have a career that still stimulated them and gave back. Interesting. So now that you're saying it, low cost, what does that number equate? 
So um, our franchises are about $5,000, depending on the territory that you purchase. So not too many businesses can you buy where you get an exclusive territory, all the training that you need, um, the your own website, you know, very easy to edit, your own email campaign program, and really all the support and all the training you need to offer this very branded and well-known business. What qualifications would someone need in order to start do you call them stores? Yeah. No, it's a great question because I originally, when I started, it was thinking, oh, this is great for other fitness professionals like myself who are moms. But what ended up happening is our interested franchisees were not just fitness professionals. They were everything from past accountants to past attorneys, um, artists, stay-at-home moms, you name it, who realized that whatever career they have didn't fit them. So we needed to find a way to bring a lot of fitness professionals to the market. So we do have, you know, we certainly see suggest that they get nationally certified. But beyond that, we have our own very comprehensive training that they go through to teach them exercise science and kinesiology and the biomechanics. And then we specialize training them in pre and postnatal fitness. So we have our whole training from not only the business, but the exercise portion as well. And as I'm guessing, when you're talking about moms working out with their strollers and their children, um, it becomes quite social at that point, I would imagine. It really always has been. Um, you know, this was never a program that was just about the sets and reps. Yes, you can get in great shape. Yes, it's a great workout. But it has been so much more about the connection, about the support, about the village. Um, we believe very much in the power of moms, and we believe that moms need, we always say, our why is to give women the strength for motherhood. And so every class, our instructors lead with that to realize that that's, that's their responsibility at the end of the day. It's not just to get them physically in shape, but give them the spiritual and emotional strength they need to get through being a mom. That sounds really cool, actually. Yeah, it's, it's such, something that's much more intrinsic than just like a little bigger muscles or I weigh a few pounds less. It's, it's pretty motivating. I think that all fitness programs should find their why and, and realize their power beyond just, you know, the basic exercises. Did that come to you right away, your why? Our why, as we articulate it now, giving women the strength for motherhood is fairly new for us. We always knew it in our heart, but we weren't able to lead with it, to articulate it. And um, a great book for your listeners is Start With Why by Simon Sinek. Awesome, very, awesome very familiar book. with it. Very, we're very familiar. We're huge Simon Sinek fans. And so we realized we, it was time for us to articulate it. But we kind of, we did know it right from the start. I started a focus group right after I started Stroller Strides with some moms. And they created my mission statement right then and there. And our mission statement is that we help moms make strides in fitness, motherhood, and life. So that really has always encompassed it as well. It's that, you know... Being a mom is a really, really hard job that none of us have ever done before. So we we try to give them the, the support uh, that they need to do a great job at it. Well, it sounds like you've been very successful at it. 1,500 locations. quite a ride. Yeah, quite a ride. <laughs> and along the way, you've developed an understanding of how you develop this tribe. And I'm going to presume that you're communicating that to your franchisees. Absolutely. We think that it's incredibly important, and I think that it's incredibly important for other businesses as well. Um, one thing that we learned is that everyone, every human being, I thought, I thought I could categorize it just to moms, but I think it's all people want to connect. Everybody wants to belong to something. 
And, you know, being in the fitness industry for 25 years, it was like, you know, you taught a step class or gosh, I was even teaching, you know, when we called it aerobics, aerobics classes or anything. And they come and they go, but there wasn't that camaraderie. There wasn't that feeling of belonging. And something really magic happens when you do create that. Um, I think that that's why CrossFit has really taken off so well is because they've created a community and a feeling of belonging and something you're proud to belong to. I always say, you know, you've got a tribe when people are putting their logo, uh, when getting tattoos of your logo on their body, <laughs> right, exactly. which I have seen for, you know, groups like Ironman and I've seen for CrossFit and I am proud to say I have seen uh, some of our moms with body back butterflies on them. So I definitely would say we've got a tribe. Oh, wow. Well, and what you were describing about wanting to be connected with something Maybe why we are seeing this huge explosion and growth in small boutique indoor cycling studios. Absolutely, it's, it's moved. Well, and the big boxes are still offering these, but you're right. And, and as an instructor, you go there, you teach your class, you leave, and you, there is very little connection. And yet, I'm experiencing over and over and over again these small boutique studios that are really getting connected with their participants and yeah. as you're describing creating a, a tribe out of it it's with indoor cycling it's with pilates we're seeing it with yoga um even the creator of total gym now has a new franchise with a new boutique studio uh these gravity studios and in all of these places when you do it right you feel like you're a part of something, not just you belong as a member, but you belong as a feeling. You connect with other people. And I think you have to really understand what you're about. And again, that goes to, so read Simon Sinek, start with why. What is your why? Because you can't be something to everyone. And then you figure out if this is a tribe that you want to lead and people will come to you. You know, what your actions are show what you believe in. They should at least. And so your followers will come to you because they believe or they want to be a part of what you believe in. So um, another great book um, is called Tribes by Seth Godin. Um, great, great book. Um, and it will really help you figure out how to build your tribe and, you know, what your, what your leadership is going to look like. And speaking of leadership, you know, I'm just referencing your article. You list every tribe needs a leader. Um, describe that, please. Um, you know, if it, if a tribe doesn't have a leader, that means they're just a group, <laughs> they're just a gathering. And so you do need that, that Steve Jobs, you need that person who thinks different and thinks out of the box. You need that person who's actually going to say, this is what we believe in, and this is where we're going, and this is what we're going to do. Um, and it doesn't always have to be crazy or anything like that, but it has to be someone who's actually not afraid to be the voice for this group and someone that your tribe will want to identify with. And I think that the best leader is then going to develop other leaders. And I think especially in our fitness industry, that's a pretty cool thing. I think in indoor cycling, you're really seeing that with the amazing Schwinn team, you know, that they are creating a feeling with their indoor cycling and then their leaders are passing that on. That's what I see at least. Exactly. Yeah, I'm privy to a little information you were explaining to me before we started recording that you and Jay Blonick have had some uh, a business relationship mm -hmm. in years. Okay. The, there are people maybe who would be hesitant about being a leader. 
or feel that, uh, some anxiety about tr- trying to be a leader? How, how do you speak to that? Um, I think maybe don't focus on being a leader. Focus on what your purpose is and what do you believe in. And if you believe in it so wholeheartedly that you see a need that needs to be filled, then you start leading by the steps that you make. For me, I believed so wholeheartedly that women needed careers that were supportive of motherhood. So that was how I decided to create the franchise opportunity that I did and not go down the traditional franchise route. I believed so wholeheartedly that women need the strength for motherhood and women need support. I believe that and I felt like it needed to happen. When you find what's in your heart, what has to happen, you start taking the steps to make it happen. But not everybody is meant to be a leader. I think that's okay. I think if you're not meant to be a leader, then find your tribe. Find someone where you're going to connect with their vision and want to be a part of it. Um, We can't all be leaders, you know. Um, Every leader needs a follower. There's a great YouTube video, and ah, you might need to double check it, but I think it's called The First Follower. Uh, the leader is actually not that important. <laughs> it's the first follower because if you don't have followers, then you're not leading anything. Um, right. So, you know, Jay was a big leader of, of the indoor cycling team for a while. He's not anymore, but he was certainly was. He did it because he had an incredible team following him who believed in him so much and believed in uh you know, what he believed in for what that program should look like. So if you're not feeling the need to lead, that's fine. But then I believe find who is doing a great job so that you can love what you do every single day. When you are passionate about your work every single day, um, it's not stress. There's a big difference. I think that I think that is a takeoff of a Simon Sinek quote. Um but it's it's stress when it's work, but it's not when it's your passion. I uh, am aware of uh, Simon Sinek does a great TED talk, and I'll, mm-hmm. I'll and I've actually posted about it in the past. But I will uh, add it to this post. It'll be podcast number three hundred nine, uh, where he describes this whole process of starting with why and understanding uh, the difference, uh, as he describes it, between you know what you do, how you do it but most importantly, why you're doing it. Yeah. And most of us can explain that, you know, what we do and how we do it. But uh, to get connected with that why is really what causes people to yeah, get connected with Yeah, he calls it the you. golden circle, right? And so he yeah. says, people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. And almost every business out there focuses on what they do. I teach a spin class. I teach a stroller fitness class. You know, that's our what. And we even know how we do it. You know, you know the mechanisms of how you teach this class. But do you know why you do it? And once you figure that out, it's a complete game changer for your business. Exactly. Now, Lisa, let's say I'm just I'm listening to this and I'm thinking, okay, well, I have a studio or I'm considering opening an indoor cycling studio. You know, what steps would I take to, to, to start the formation of my tribe? Well, I, again, I think that you're first going to have to, I, I don't want to keep repeating myself, you're first going to have to go to your why. What do you want to be about? What do you want? When you get a client to come to a class, you may be their best hour of the entire day. What do you want them to get out of that hour? 
you know, is it just fitness or is it inspiration? Is it motivation? Do you want to make them laugh? Do you want to make them cry? Um, when you really figure out the experience that you want them to have and, and your why for them coming there, then again, I think you need to be able to articulate that and into a simple sentence like we give women the strength for motherhood. And then you need to lead with why, you know, in every single class, in your branding. Um, everybody should know what you're about and why you do it. Um, and it's the differentiator, especially in a very noisy world, which, you know, there's a million different cycling studios, right? A million different cycling classes that someone could take. So why should they take yours? What are they going to get? And I've always said, um, as I've been in fitness management for a long time, be on my own company. And I said, you know, there's a lot of good businesses out there, but there's very few great businesses. I would say, what are, what are some of the companies that you've talked about recently? You know, maybe it's Southwest because I just got off a flight and they were cracking me up. They're so funny. You know, the, the flight <laughs> right. attendants. Give your clients something to talk about and figure out there's actually, you know, not that big a leap you have to take to go from good to great. It's just a little extra. You know, are you passing out an inspirational note or word to every single person on a cycle? Are you calling people at the end of the day? Are you doing fun games? I don't know. I mean, you have to figure out what it is for you that seems relevant. Um, and then once you figure that out, what you want that experience to be, lead with it. Make sure people know that that's what you're there for. To, to take the contrarian position, if that's the right way to say it, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to presume that there are people that are going to get stuck at this point. Um, any ideas on how they would kind of move beyond this? I think that it's very helpful to... Um, not look for inspiration all the time within yourself. So I think that sometimes it can be out of our own industry. Our industry is very small in many ways. Um, go on YouTube and look up inspirational videos. Um, think outside the box. I'll give you an example. Um, this is really completely opposite from our industry, but just to show thinking outside the box. There is an artist by the name of Eric Wall. I think it is spelled E-R-I-K-W-A-H-L. And I want you to look up some YouTube videos of Eric Wall. He was told, first of all, that he would never be an artist because he couldn't, he colored outside the lines and he colored everything the wrong color. And then he realized, you know what? Art made him feel good. So at 30 years old, he started art again and he's incredible. But he's breaking all the rules as far as he doesn't sell any of his paintings. You know what he does? He does art drops. He hides them, he puts them in places, and then uses social media to do GPS coordinates of where okay. he could find his $10,000 paintings. Um, and just he's just changing the way things are done. And when you watch him paint, um, there's a great one. In fact, look up his painting, uh, his dedication to Steve Jobs. Because when he does that, he also shows all these other people who think different. I think sometimes when we look outside our own industry and you gain some inspiration, you might get a little light bulb, a little click of going, that's something that I could bring within my own class to make it unique. Um, and then to dabble in different things, try different things and see what feels right. I'm all about feeling and you'll know, like, you know, I've been teaching for over 20 years and I taught this morning and I, it feels so good. There's nothing else that I would rather be doing. 
and you know you're doing the right thing for yourself when you feel that way. But when you're, if you start dreading going to class or something like that, then you go, okay, you know what? This format isn't working for me or this music's not working for me. So keep looking until you find what lights you up and what you think will light up others. I don't know if that's really, that was a really tangent answer, but that's what I got for you. No, that's okay because it so often, you know, people dispel or just uh, advice. Is that the right way to say it? You know, they give advice and people nod their head, oh, gee, thanks for that, and walk away thinking, okay, how am I going to do this? And it just might not come to them. Um, and so anytime, you know, you can point somebody, you're right, find some inspiration. That's what started this podcast. That's what um, the introduction says. You know, when I started this, as I was looking for a spark of inspiration. I need something uh, that, that I wasn't finding here almost six years ago. So I appreciate that. What's a common theme of someone who's successful as uh, one of your businesses? With our franchisees? Correct. Um, you know, it's been very interesting for me because it just shows how everybody defines sex success completely differently. Um, we'll have some franchisees who go out there and teach three classes a week and make some friends and feel good about what they're doing. And they will tell you they are a total success. That's what they're looking for. And I have other franchisees who are far more entrepreneurial and hire 16 instructors and offer all of our different kinds of programs. And for them, they're a success. Um, my definition of success for that business is if the client experience is a high quality one that's matching our values and our mission and matching our why, and that for that franchisee, that it's fitting into their career that fit with their family, because that was what we defined as our purpose. Um, so for us, both definitions of success are fine, you know, as long as they're leading with why, um, that they're giving women the strength for motherhood. If they were just doing like a crazy, like part of our stroller strides classes are that we interact with the babies. We actually sing to the babies. We've got bubbles and puppets and, you know, it's, it's supposed to be fun for them as well. So let's say I had an instructor or franchisee who just wanted to teach it like a hard, crazy boot camp, um, not interact with the babies. They weren't even there. That would not be a definition of success for me. It might be for a competitor of mine um, and all the power to them because, Another client might be looking for that. But for us, we know that we are trying to raise healthy role model moms um, and we want the kids to be inspired. So from the youngest of age, we want them to be saying they want to go to stroller strides. Excellent. Kind of along the same lines, if, again, if I'm listening to this and think, well, I have this existing fitness business and I don't feel like I have this tribe that you're describing. Um, and beyond, like you had mentioned, you know, stop looking internally for the solutions. Where else can somebody get help, um, direction, guidance, mentorship? You know, what, where would you, where would you look? Okay. Definitely, definitely read Seth Godin's book. Um, and if you don't feel like reading his book, go on to the internet and he's got some great presentations. He has a Ted talk. Um, that's great. And, you know, here, I'll read you a Seth Godin um, quote about a tribe. A tribe is a group of people connected to one another, connected to a leader, and connected to an idea. For millions of years, human beings have been part of one tribe or another. 
A group needs only two things to be a tribe, a shared interest and a way to communicate. So um, he will lead you. I don't, I don't claim to be the, the expert in, in building all kinds of tribes. We definitely have built an amazing one with our Fit for Mom team. I really would love to see more companies lead this way because I think it's very powerful. Um, we work in a very interesting industry where, you know, I haven't seen the number change very much since I got into it, that we're still talking about probably 80% of America not exercising, not taking care of their health. So I'm not really into us keep doing what we were doing because it's not working. But I agree completely. Yeah. If we can figure out a new way to approach fitness that makes things more inviting, makes you feel part of a club. When I first started Stroller Strides, this is really important. When all I got all my first clients, I'm like, oh my gosh, I just tapped into that 80% that I was never able to reach in the health clubs. And it was because they weren't joining me just for the fitness. They were joining me, one, because they felt it was safe. It wasn't in a gym environment. It was originally a stroller walking class, and everybody felt they could walk. And they were looking to connect with other new moms. So that was the tribe that we built. If other companies can figure out who are you wanting to be inviting to. I think actually Curves did a good job of that when they first started, you know, you know, reaching a different tribe. And I think that we make a mistake in the fitness industry, and especially because we tend to be fit people ourselves, of we just go for fitter and fitter and fitter. And we just want to approach, you know, create a great class that's harder and harder and harder. Well, in my opinion, there's already plenty of programs out there for those fit people. It's that other 80% that we need to create a tribe for, that we need to create a welcoming environment for, you know, whether you decide that that's going to be people who are overweight or seniors or, you know, maybe it's dads, I don't know. Who do you want to be in your tribe? Who do you want to speak to? Interesting. I'm forgetting his name now, but um, Nerd Fitness. Uh, is I did an interview with him here, uh, the, the the innovator, the founder of that, and he was focused on nerds, you know, computer nerds, <laughs> and trying to help them understand how to get fit. So he found a little niche that he could speak to, and uh, he's developed his tribe around that. Interesting. Um, any final thoughts? I will tell you that you will never work a day in your life once you've found your tribe. Um, it, it, it will inspire you. It will move you. Um, the days will become too short because you're going, to, you're going to want to be there for these people. You are going to want to lead them. Let me tell you that your, your tribe is already out there and they need you. Well said. Yes. They're there just waiting for you. Mm-hmm. Lisa, how would they, someone get a hold of you if they have more questions or are interested in what you're doing with fit? Yeah, um, I'm pretty accessible. Our website is fitformom.com, F-I-T, the number four, mom.com. You can find me on Facebook and Twitter at Lisa Drexman. And um, I, you can also find me at lisadrexman.com. Would love to connect with any of you. Awesome. Well, Lisa, I appreciate your time and your wisdom on developing a tribe. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. 